This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Good to be with you again this Saturday morning. Hopefully you've found us. If you're listening, you obviously have, whether that be on the ABC Listen app, through your televisions, through the website, digital radios. The choice. It's endless these days. Ah, we're, we've covered it all, I reckon, Ro. We're, mm. we're, you can, we can sneak into everyone's heads we wherever can. we are. We can. We get to where we want to get to. The other folk who aren't with us, mm. they're probably listening to the cricket. They would be. Which you know a bit about these days. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. It's so exciting. Do you know, every year I decide I'll do something I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Once I took up cigar smoking, but I didn't, that didn't last long because I didn't really enjoy it. No. They're rotten things, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, yeah. No wonder they wear smoking jackets because of the smell of the <laughs> yeah, cigars. But believe it or not, Ro, mm. I went to the Cray Pot. Is that what they call yeah. it? Yeah. And I actually sat down and watched an entire game of cricket for the first time ever. A 20-over match, but yeah. that's okay. A Scorchers yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. It was the Perth Sizzlers against... <laughs> Someone from Tasmania who wore purple, I think. Hobart. Hobart. Yep, Hurricanes. And and it was so exciting. I've never been. I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. I love it. It was over way too quickly. When was the last time you watched cricket? When Jess was playing? Did you watch Jess play? Yeah, 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 briefly. And Tom Tom played as well. So probably 25 years ago, but I'd never actually sat through the whole thing. Would you go again? Oh, to the to the scorches, yeah, or to anything in the cray pot. I loved it. Oh. So what I did was that your first realize, time at the cray pot. Yes. Wow. Well, I don't That's go and watch sporting moment. events. Yeah. I know. I was so I was excited. Um, I wonder if the cray pot realised it had Sabrina Hart there for the first time. Well, they would have because I was clapping you and cheering, and, <laughs> and they do a cooey and I cooeyed back. And Jess the sitting next to me. The refreshment stand nearby probably did its best <laughs> taking. They've got stations all the way around the circle. It's yeah. quite quite exciting. It is. Really. They've done it very well. But the thing that was great was it's a really family orientated thing. Like mm. there were so yeah. many families. Yeah, it there. is nice. And I loved it when things happened, the whole crowd would go, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then there was a thing where you cooed and you could coo oh, back. Oh, yeah. Much to Jess's you cooed, embarrassment. Didn't I? I did cooey. <laughs> um, and I clapped and I cheered for the Hobart people when they hit sixes and fours because that's good sportsmanship. Right, correct. And then I clapped very loudly when the Perth Sizzlers got a six or a four, the Scorchers rather. Sorry, um, back the <laughs> um, Do you have a favourite player? Oh, I can't remember their okay, names. Okay, that's all right. I know that they wear Next game, you might. They wear high vids. They wear orange. orange. Um, but I discovered this, something I never, ever knew, mm-hmm. that they actually bowl from different ends of the wicket. They do. I said to Jess, do they always bowl at separate ends of the wicket? And she just rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. You're a cracker. Because, you know, you look at it from the whole field. Yeah. Which you don't see on television. Correct. You just see someone oh. running in and bowling the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I was so excited. I'm oh, going to so go This again. is brilliant. I look I said, forward to it. I said to Jess, I might come to the football. And she said, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> 
But different I'm, kind of experience, the footy. I, is that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if you'd love it as much. The, the cricket crowd were very, very polite yeah. and lovely. Yeah. But I just liked all the – I loved all the interaction with the crowd to whenever anything happened yeah, on the field. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it's good. Oh, I was it's so impressed, Ro. So oh, impressed. What, what has everyone else tried this year for the first yeah. time? Maybe something in the garden? Tried to grow something yes. for the first time? True. Um, we'd love to hear. 1300 222 720. We have got callers, which is always nice. We're always a little unsure when we're dabbling oh, digi, in the digital when space. We're digi. Um, texts flowing through to 0437 So. You know, let's get into it. Let's slip into it. Let's take off, what is it, the first... Um... First ball? Yeah. Yep. Open yep. the innings? Yeah. Oh, let's open the <laughs> innings, Rowe. Some poor sausage got out on his first ball. Oh, that's not... Let's little, hope Helen doesn't. They had a little duck going across the thing. Poor sausage. Helen's going to open the batting. She's in Geraldton. <laughs> Good morning, Hello, Helen. Helen. Oh, well, that's a bit of a worry if I'm the opening batter. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, I'm um, I'm going to try and grow something for the first time. Oh, good! Now, there's, um, I've always wanted to grow a bohemia tree, and there's a oh. beautiful specimen just down the road from me. So, I'm facing the ocean on a hill. Yep. And this one gets battered around it. It is on the east side of the house. Yes. So, um, my neighbour kindly gave me some seeds yesterday, and I Great. thought. Right, now what do I do? <laughs> is it better to do seeds or cuttings? I do both. When do I do it? I would oh, do both. Okay. Now, it's um, it's the best time of the year to do both in actual fact. So oh, the okay. seeds, Helen, you'll see that they have a very hard outer coating. Yes. So yes. Um, get an emery board and just scratch yep. the very tip of the seed when you open them out of the pods, and well, then you I've need. Got, I've got sorry, I've got some in front of me, and and um, some that I collected from the ground. And oh, great! Pods. Okay, so um, so the ones in pods, open open them up. Now, just rub them against an emery board just a little bit because you want to crack that outer coating, and then you have to soak them in yes. in hot water, not boiling water. It has to be sort of very warm towards hot water so you need to soak them for six hours uh, dry them off and then um, grow put them in a propagation mix or seed raising mix and the you have twice the depth of the seed so however big the seed is you have double that in covering over the top with the seed raising mix now, does the seed go upright or does it flat? Is it flat? It it, in the it sorts itself out. Just put them in oh, flat. They will the the tap root will drag the seed downward. So um, now you can also grow them from cuttings. So you yes. don't want the very tip. You want to come down ten centimeters from the tip, and then yes. you need three nodes. So three, three yes, bits three. where the leaves come from, and okay. the, and you're going to put one node in the soil, and you can just use one. potting mix. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, uh, potting mix. Yeah. Um, so how long do the seeds take to germinate? They germinate really quickly. This is the best time of the year, so it's usually about two to three weeks. Oh wow, that's mm. great. Yeah. Okay. Oh well. 
Oh, we'll let you know if I'm successful or not. That would be wonderful, <laughs> Helen. work, Helen. Thank you very much for giving us a call this morning. Have yourself a fabulous weekend. Uh, you've been uh, positively ID'd. Benny Cameron from ABC Sport can confirm. Sabrina oh, yeah. Hahn was at the Big Bash. Yes, because I saw him at the other place that was the bar before you go in. <laughs> Mm, knowing the pair of you, that doesn't entirely think, surprise me. I think he was quite surprised to see me there, actually. <laughs> I didn't have any high-vis on, though. Ah. I didn't dress up for the occasion. No. But next time I will. Mm. Okay, good. I'll get into it. We don't might worry. have to get you a, you know, orange scorched shirt or mm. something mm. to really embrace this oh, newfound love. I think so. Mm. Oh, I loved it. Um, Sabrina sounds like she'd be more at home with a rugby union crowd than the tribal AFL mob. <laughs> Well, I grew up in New South Wales, so... Oh, it would definitely yeah. be either mm. Union or League yeah. rather than AFL. Yep. Uh, you picked, you got a team last... Didn't you decide that St Kilda or someone you ended up with? No, the um, the Bulldogs. That was the Bulldogs, yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Very good. Mm. We'll see how they go in 2023. Yep. Anyway, that's still a while away. Oh, it's a long way. <laughs> I'll, hone, I'll hone my skills before then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were too funny. Let's go to Neil. He's in Banjup. Good morning, Neil. Morning, Neil. Hello. How are we all this morning? Very well, Neil. Very well, Neil. Good. I'm hoping you can save my hide because I've got a Christmas tree looking very sickly and my wife says it's all my fault. Oh, what have you done? <laughs> oh, sorry, Neil. We're just ha- we're just playing back a little bit. Um, I'm not sure why. We're getting ourselves back down your phone line. I'll just close the fader for a sec. But can I just confirm, you've also sent us an email, Neil? I have. Yeah. Cool. All right. Beautiful. I'll get Sab to have a look. Yes. Um, and it says, can you help me with my Christmas tree? This oh. is in my front yard and has started looking unhappy. Ooh. Leaves are turning yellow. What can we do to help? Oh, my goodness. Neil that, out. that is. Okay. So it's out for people that don't see this. It's out in a paddock among other gums and uh, newtsias. Now, they can be susceptible to die back. Um, which is like a root rot. And if that's the case, now, all you can do, Neil, is what I would do is get yourself some Foz Inject, which is the stuff they use for dieback. You need some tree syringes. If you are, is he in the country? Where are you, Neil? Banjup. 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 Okay. So, Neil, uh, all the, a, a lot of the local councils have a dieback working group where you can get the, um, the um, phosphonic acid and the uh, tree syringes. Your best bet would be injecting the tree uh, with the tree syringes. You put place. You need a drill. You drill around the trunk every 10 centimetres um, and you do it in the morning. Uh, and the other thing that you can do is get a wetting agent around the base, give it a really, really good water and uh, put some seaweed solution around it. That's really the only thing you're going to be able to do. But it may not be your fault at all. <laughs> Uh, it can actually be nature unless you've done something like heavily fertilised it or something like that. Well, we built a house about uh, 20 metres away from it. I don't know if that has had any impacts. Mm, they usually have their root system taps into all sorts of plants. So 
if you had taken out a whole pile of banksias or something that their root system is tapped into, that could also affect it. It would take a, it's been a couple of years, so it's oh no 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 no. So do all that tree injection with the same stuff they use for dieback, wetting agent around the base, water it really well, and drench it with a seaweed solution. Okay, and failing that, there is a little baby one growing up nearby, but it's not really in the right place. Is there any chance that I'd be able to transplant that? Do you think? Uh, you'd have to wait until winter and transplanted in winter. Uh, you, d- you can grow them from root cuttings, from suckers. You'd have to make sure it's placed near a, a tree that it can hook into straight away. Okay. Do, uh, and, and then put up a little sort of prayer temple around it. <laughs> they are like pretty wussy trees, I think. Yeah. Aww. Good on you, Neil. Thank you. And thanks for sending a photo through as well. It's always super helpful. Um, we still can't get those on the text, so please send the photos to our email. You need to send them through Perth Weekends with an S on the end. That's all one word, Perth Weekends at your.abc.net. Dot au and then uh, just like Neil did, mm. Sab is able to look at the photos yes. and help out. She's Which got her glasses. I got my glasses. I'm sort of organised. You're semi. on fire. Oh. Uh, a few texts for you, Sabby. Yes. Greg says, a living mulch such as a ground cover grevillea, do you need to keep this away from the tree trunks, etc.? Uh, It depends. If you're using it, if you're in a fire-prone area, you definitely wouldn't want a grevillea right up the Kaiser Pass of your tree, (laughs) (laughs) as it were, uh, because you need to leave a gap. If you've got something like a caprosma or the wattle, the saligna, Acacia saligna prostrata, um, you could have that up the Kaiser Pass of your tree. But um, so it depends. If you're in a fire-prone area, don't have anything really right up against the trunk of a tree. If you're not, nah. Put it wherever you, wherever you like. Beautiful. Uh, my Achillea has not flowered for the second year. Plenty oh. of foliage, just no flowers. Any advice from Christine in Dwelling Up? Ah, so Christine's in Dwelling Up and they should flower. So the yarrow, that's a yarrow, uh, they need full sun to flower well, but they do require a lot of water, okay. a lot of water. Thank you, Christine. We've got a vote for a name change for the Scorchers. Ah. Perth Sizzlers <laughs> sounds better, according to this texter, hey. and thinks that the Scorchers should consider a name change. Yeah. So. I like the Sizzlers. On our way back to your calls, we have got a couple of lines open if you want to give us a call. Today is your day, 1300 720. Elena will take your call and Sab can answer your questions in just a moment. Uh, hi, Sabrina. My tomato plants are huge and full of fruit, but leaves seem to be yellowing. Raised bed watering every morning early. Any ideas? If they're yellowing, it can be a nutrient deficiency, as in iron and nitrogen, or worse still, Roe, it can be a viral disease. Okay. Or it could even be chili thrips, mm-hmm. uh, white fly. Aphids. You got something about thrip up on your website? Yes. And it's there? And it is there. <laughs> so, Jess, calm down. It's, it's, it's a whole thing on, on all the different thrips 
really. So um, whitefly have been really bad this yeah. year. I've had them in everything. Little swords. Uh, I, I saw a really lovely... Friendly, furry little rat eating my ripe tomatoes early Ooh. this morning. What did you do with it? Well, I haven't got a gun. <laughs> That's probably a I good thing. <laughs> I had a bin chicken standing right next to it and I thought you could be bloody useful and yeah. stick one of those rats in your beak. Fly away with it. Nah, but didn't. No. Mm. Okay. Uh, back to your calls, 1300 720 We're heading out to 2J. Hello, Eva. Uh, hello, ladies. Um, Sabrina, I have a blueberry which I have been keeping in a pot due to our lovely animals, which uh, <laughs> would eat it if it was outside. Yes. And um, it's, uh, I've bought it in May. It um, didn't do much through winter, but it did have two flowers, and I've had two little blueberries. Oh, just, harvest. <laughs> just, <laughs> the last few weeks it's gone berserk. And I'm wondering, can I repot it now or should yeah. I leave it? No, no, no. You can repot it now, Eva. Just make sure you do it in the shade, that you give it plenty of water before you transplant it and after you transplant it. But it's fine to transplant it now. Excellent. Thank you. And the other one is a Wallamai pine, which also needs a new pot. So Yep. And it's still alive. You've done well. <laughs> it's inside. So oh, it's in, really, oh, it's inside yep. the house. It's in the house. <laughs> it's a house plant. Yep. Wow. Uh, well, he's about two, uh, nearly two feet high now. Oh, uh, you are a legend. <laughs> well, we've had, you know, our kangaroos and yeah. similar animals would love to eat it. Yeah, it yeah, <laughs> it'd, it'd go pretty quick. Um, no, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be transplanting that until the end of March, April. Okay then, thank you very much. Okay, Eva, thanks for ringing in. Twenty three past nine on Roots and Shoots, seven minutes or so away from Sab's pick of the week. Yes, we will have one again for you this week. So hopefully you're looking forward to that. Uh, Brett writes, "Morning, Sab and Row. My potted nectarine has dropped all its leaves whilst keeping all its fruit, which are small and not ripening. Is it mm. stuffed? Is the eloquent way that Brett's asked? Ah, it's help. not stuffed, but it is dressed." Um, <laughs> So when you get these little hot spells, uh, most of the fruit trees, especially ones in a pot, they get a little bit hot under the collar. So um, now whether it holds onto its fruit or not with no leaves is debatable. You will have to wait and see. So wetting agent, lots of water. Make sure you have a thick mulch on top. It needs to be five centimetres thick. Okay. Perfect. Kim has helped out friends Kevin and Tara in Wongan Hills to get a photo through on the email for oh, us. Thanks champion. for your help, Kim. Sabrina, can you please identify the picture attack, attached? It's in the backyard in Wongan Hills. It even opens and closes, similar to a Venus flytrap, and is the only fruit on the tree. Very odd. Oh. Silence. A stumpture. Oh, it's a triple. Oh, I don't even know what that is. Oh, I'll have to do some investigation. So, it's it's a it's a tripod seed. Uh, 
So it's got three. When the seed comes out, it's got division of three, three nuts. The nut divides into three, and you can see it's got the seed inside. Oh, so um, we'll send that. We'll forward that on to my my email. Your email. Yep. And oh, I love being stumped. It's a good one. And um, I will try and ID that. It's a really unusual seed. It's a dry seed. I don't think that. I don't think it's edible though. Okay. Mm. You're looking at me <laughs> with confirmation. Does it, does it looks like? Mm. Doesn't look very tasty. If and that's what you're no, asking. No, 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 no. Mm. But I've never seen that before. So I shall. I'll do a little bit of digging for that one. Stand by, Kevin and Tara. Yeah. It may even be next week yeah. when you need to listen in for the answer to yours. But thank you and thanks, Kim, for helping out getting that through on the email. The address for those who missed it earlier, Perth Weekends, all one word, S on the end of that, Perth Weekends at youryour.abc.net.au. You know how much I love giving that email yeah. address. Yeah. You do it better than anyone else, though, because oh. I have to listen to it on a Tuesday as well. <laughs> in fact, when I go to sleep at night, that's all I have going in my head. There's <laughs> the ruddy email address. Yeah, we do our best to keep our listeners happy and to, you know, get things through to you in a way that you can actually help them out and be able to see things. Um, Sarah in Kalamunda. Hi, Sub and Row. I've missed you. We've missed you too, Sarah. Aww. Is it safe to cut the unthrifty but still alive just head off a failed potted crepe myrtle standard? And if so, when? Okay. Flowering beautifully from lower down the stem, rootstock I'm guessing. Also, can I use the liquid probiotic in hot weather? Yes, you can use the liquid probiotic in hot weather. Um, so, Sarah, don't do any tr- pruning of its head until we get to the end of March. So most – God, the crepe myrtles have been amazing yeah. this year. The yeah. purple and pink ones and the red ones in particular, the the deep pink and the red, I've never seen them flower as well as they have this year. Yeah, I had a friend doing a social media boast of oh, her crepe medal. Yeah. It was beautiful, absolutely but beautiful. no pruning until the end of March. Okay. Nothing. Cut, cut nothing. Simple as that. Let's yep. get through a few more of your calls. Tina is down in Mandra. Hey, Tina. Oh, hi. Good morning. Uh, I've got a locust tree. It's about uh, 12 years old and still so on, uh, but produces no fruit. Oh, uh, really? The first few years it did, only on two branches, oh. and the last couple of years I've got nothing. That is really unusual for a, for a locust, Tina. Have you ever, have you fertilised it ever? Uh, a couple of times, not a lot. Yeah, I would I would fertilize it in winter. Mm. So from about June, every five weeks, because uh, they're the first uh, first to fruit. Sometimes in poorer sandy soils, even locust trees need a good feed to produce fruit. All oh, right. So because the the soil in Mandurah is pretty gutless. Yeah, but can I can ask a question? Um, I heard that if you use bore water that's got enough minerals in it that you shouldn't need to use fertiliser, is that? No, yes that no? is definitely, definitely, definitely not true. Not true. Okay. Um, and the other thing about the bore water, Tina, is it is very alkaline um, oh. and in some instances salty. 
Uh, and so that binds up the ability of the plant to be able to take up nutrients. So oh. never rely on bore water to give nutrients to your plant. Oh. Okay. Only water. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is it's, it's uh, on the other side of the shed. Uh, that wouldn't make any difference, would it? It's no. Close to the shed. No, 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 not at all. Good on you, Tina. Thank you very much for giving us a call. We'll head to Palmyra. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Morning, Kate. Hello. Um, Sabrina, I have a Hibertia scandus, just a common snake vine. Yeah. And I noticed yesterday that there's a lot of um, little black like little black mites, and this morning the colour's being seeped out of the leaves. Ah, you've got scale. Okay, so what do I do? Now, at this time of the year where it's hot, you can't use any of the oils. So you can't use a neem oil, you can't use a botanical oil, you can't use petroleum oil because you burn the foliage. Yep. Um, so you can use, there's a potassium soap. Right. Um, and then there's another, uh, there's another, I can't give you product names. <laughs> there's That's another, right. so just a hint, there's another spray that you can use that where gardeners have success in controlling things. Yep. Um, so, it and the potassium in it, does it? A potassium spray. Yes. Yep. And uh, and a high-pressure hose. So you need to spray, leave it for three to five days, high-pressure hose it, repeat the spray in a period of two weeks, yep. wait another three days, high-pressure hose it again. If I decide, because it's only a small area, mm. to use the soap mm. and wash the leaves. Mm. Oh, good. Excellent. So That's just even, leave it on yeah. and... Yeah, yeah, that's even better. I might do that. Yeah, yep. All right. Yep. That'll you, sort Sabrina. your problem. Okay, thanks, Thank Kate. You. Ciao. Good Bye. on you, Kate. We're going to head to Gooseberry Hill. Eileen is there. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. A I planted two new um, Stephanotis suits because they, my other one choked up their hole and died. Oh. Um, they've grown really, really well. They're in huge, great big pots. But they've got the flowers. Yeah. But I can't smell them at night time. You can't smell them at all. Oh, no. Have you had no, COVID, got... Eileen? Say pardon? Have you had COVID? Me? Yes. No. <laughs> I'm now... too ornery to get that. <laughs> That's the spirit. The only reason I ask that is uh, on overnights the other night, we had a, a bloke ring up who's had, he's got scented plants all through his garden. And he said that that, uh, that all the plants had lost their perfume this year, the only year. Oh. And when I asked him if he had COVID, he said, yes, I had COVID two months ago. So the yeah, reason no, I no, ask no. that is people lose their sense of taste and sense of smell. But yeah, um, right. the, but that's unusual for your Stephanotis not to – I would give them some trace elements, Eileen. All right. So mix it they're, up in a watering – Yeah, they've grown quite well. Uh, I've, um, they're in huge, great big pots. Yeah. And they've got uh, – I've had to make them their trellis, which is sort of – Inside the pots, and yeah. They've used those tomato plastic tomato trellises. Oh yes, 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 yes. 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 That's, that's what they've grown up on. Yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Um, 
One of them um, got upset with the heat. Oh. Um, oh, that was weeks and weeks ago. Right. So I, that that one has a um, shade cloth umbrella. Um, oh, okay. Keeping it but, nice and protected. Yeah. Um, so it could it could in fact be the heat that's caused that. Mm. Plants do strange things just to keep us all on <laughs> our toes. Get you in a job? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, Hi, I've got watermelon vines going nuts. Hey. Do I prune back the vines or just let them spread? Uh, now, it depends. If you've only got female flowers or male flowers, and you, now it's really hard with watermelons. You have to get down on your hands and knees to check whether they're male or female because the flowers are really quite small. Right. With watermelons, I would still actually hand pollinate uh, unless you have a lot of beads around. So you might need a magnifying glass. So if you've got all one sex and not the other, then you need to prune the tendrils back. If you've got fruit forming, let them rip. Let them rip. <laughs> there we go. Uh, you get my vote, Sab. Never heard of ah. them, but it's a good song. Thanks for introducing Cry Club. That's from Chris Yokine. My pleasure, Chris. How good. It's my role here. Let's head back to a few more of your calls, 1300 222 If you've got a question for Sab, today's a jolly good day to give us a call and ask her a question. Kevin in Bunbury's done that. Hey, Kev. Hi, Sarita. Hello, Kevin. Uh, hello, yeah. Uh, it's just over tomatoes. And the, the bushes are in beautiful, loaded with lovely tomatoes, but they've got this white streaks, uh, uh, probably oh. a little bit green, some of them, that yeah. run through the... Tomato. I wonder what may be causing that. So white streaks can actually be a type of virus, Kevin, but it won't, shouldn't affect the the plant. Um, The other thing it can be is sometimes the distribution of nutrients uh, when the when the when it's very small doesn't actually move all the way through to the fruit. So sometimes oh. it only occurs on the first fruits and then it sorts itself out. Yeah, yeah, I'll cut one open. I'm sitting here looking at it. Yeah, yeah. but did it a bit last year. But I've even, uh, when there's no, when you haven't got your own tomatoes, I buy some and it's in some of them as well. Yeah, well, in that case, it's going to be viral. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nothing I can do. No, just keep just keep your tomatoes as healthy as you can. Kevin. Yeah, they're beautiful t- bushes and yeah, loaded. Yeah, yeah. You know anyway. what I I do I, is I'd get some um, trace element foliar foliar spray and spray it on the leaves. So foliar. that yeah, foliar a foliar trace element spray, which means yeah. it just goes on the leaves because that's absorbed directly through the tomato skin and the leaves. Yeah, it wouldn't be too much a fertiliser, would it? No, I doubt that very much. I doubt that yeah. too. Someone <laughs> said to me about that. No, but I, no. I don't know. Tomato, tomato plants are hungry little feeders, Kevin. I doubt <laughs> very much you could, you could fatten yeah. them up too much. Yeah, I go back to, I think when my mum was growing them years, and, you know, a lot, lot of years ago, and they're beautiful tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. now... Uh, anyway, thanks for that. All right, good Kev, luck, Kevin. Before you yeah, go, are yeah. they are they pet birds behind you, or are they free range? The birds, yeah, 
<laughs> budgies.
you know, something that's delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Good on you, Carl. Thank you. Uh, Someone's chimed in with some good sledge. Hi, girls. I'd rather try sleeping to death metal than that. (laughs) Well, we haven't played any death metal. (laughs) That's one way to blow up the ABC phone lines. (laughs) That's what I call chicken killing music. Oh, too funny. Uh, Jenny has sent us a text. Morning, girls. We live in Wage and on a few acres. Would love to grow a liquid amber. Yeah. Will it like the climate here? Anything yep. we need to know? Absolutely. They'll, the a liquid amber will do very well in Wagen. You will have to water it during the summer period. Um, but I've seen some beautiful liquid ambers on properties around Wagen. So definitely go ahead and put one in. You must water it in summer twice a week. Lena's in Butler. Good morning, ladies. Please let me know if it's possible to grow golden cane palms in pots in the full sun. I have two no. new palms bent in the sun. No, no, not in Butler. You won't. If you were down at Dwelling Up or perhaps down in Bustleton or actually not even in Full Sun, <laughs> no. If you lived in Albany mm. or Mount Barker, maybe in Full Sun. You can't, if you want it to look like a nice palm, do not put them in Full Sun. Okay. Shade, shade. We're heading to Rockingham. John is there. Hi, John. Hi, hi, ladies. Um, I've got a question. I want to build a wicking bed for my vegetable uh, veggie garden. Yeah. And and I've got a murky pond next to it. And the question really is, can I pump the water from the pond through the wicking bed so it'll go into the scoria rock and then out again? Yeah. Um, so that's okay. I, yeah. And 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 that will that clarify? Will that clarify the pond? It's like a big filter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's so, what I wanted. Oh, well, that was <laughs> Easily easy. pleased. Good on you, John. Uh, Ian from Maylands just wants a boast. So oh. it's his first attempt at onions. Pretty happy with the result. Used half of them in the first cook-up, so he doesn't think they'll last very long, but oh, well. Wow. And they're the beautiful white salad onion. You know, it's really hard to find white onions, mm. like the salad ones, which are the ones that are a bit flatter. Yeah. Um, and they're a delicious onion. I grew some really good shallots this year. Right. I was quite proud. Love shallots. See? One boast leads to another boast. Oh, doesn't it We ever? welcome the gardening boast here <laughs> oh, on do. Roots and Sheets. Yeah, rather than sit pictures of something sick and dead. Yeah. Go, well, this is not looking good. Questions or problems for Sab. Come and tell us what you've done well. <laughs> Uh, Judy's in Melville. Hey, Judy. Yeah, hi, uh, Sabrina and Ro. How are you? Good. I've got, yes, we've got some ponytails and they've just sprung up these, you know, these flowering stems. Right. Which obviously got tons of nectar in because the bees are going absolutely crazy. But I want to know, should we cut them off? Will two grow in its place? Or, I mean, not at the moment until the bees have finished. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yes, you you can cut them off, Judy. Do you want to make new plants out of them? Not really, no, because no. they're quite large already. Yeah. And I was just wondering, is, is yep. it okay? No, to... Yeah, absolutely, no problem at all. A lot of people do cut them off. They actually have a perfume. Have you smelt them? No, I haven't got that close. Because no, because of the bees. The you'd be, you'd be, you'd be snorting bees. I know. I don't want to do that. Now we advise against that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is a health warning. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, you can cut the flowers off. No problem whatsoever. Okay. All right. Thanks so. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank okay. you, Judy. Bye. Uh, a big well done to Elena. 
She's now boasting. Mm. She got uh, her dwarf apple tree really healthy and got an apple off it. Yay! I wish I could be part of this club, but I've got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing at all. Not even a... What was Not it, even a Lee? citrus Not tree that citrus my tree. other half yeah, was going no. to look after and promised, you know, could bring to life for me. Oh, Nothing. Me. Sandra in Claremont, hello. Yes, hello. Hope you can help me. Nobody else can. Oh, um, Sandra, well, I hope I can. Well, I hope you can too. I'm nearly going mental with these. Uh, every evening, especially, you know, lately in the heat, um, I get these little, they started off, they little grasshopper type ah, of thing. Ah, yes. Really green, no yes. wings there. Yes, oh, yes. What can I do? Okay, catty dids. Now, catty dids, crickets, they're all about at the moment and they are... Very difficult to control because, as you would have seen, Sandra, they just go, they hop off and away they go. Exactly. So, um, so really, the um, people use a neem based oil, but the problem is you can't use that in really hot weather because it will burn all your plants. Oh dear. Hmm. Um, are they having a go at everything? No, they just sit on my Just Joey and Angel Face oh. and Freesia Roses, but they bore holes into my into the new buds. But I have had a bit of success, Sabrina. Um, I've been putting gauze around the stems. Ah, yes, and that catches yes. them. Yes, and then I've been covering the buds, the buds as well. The yeah. Um, and I have had some success, but I go out and then what I've been doing lately, though it's probably the wrong thing, I mist spray my um, roses yes. um, before I put the gauze around and okay. on top. Of it. It's driving me absolutely crazy. Crazy, just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah just, um, there is there is a, a grasshopper cricket spray, but I wouldn't use it, especially if you've got pets like dogs. And mm. so, Sandra, what you're doing the mist spraying is fine, and putting the gauze on. Uh, you will find that the, it's quite a short life cycle, and they will move through. Um, so I would just keep uh, netting because it's really midsummer. There's just there's not a lot you can you can spray on your plants to protect them from that. If you encourage a lot more birds in, they actually, the wattle birds in particular, love, they love the hunt. They go after them and um, they'll they'll catch like 50 a day. No quick fix for Sandra, unfortunately. No, sorry, Sandra. That's a shame. And on the email, is it too late to plant desert rose seeds? No. From last year's plant? No. Perfect, perfect timings, nice and hot. Uh, Emily, hi Sabrina, can you ID this plant I have resurrected at my new house? What do you think is eating the edge of the leaves? Do you have a solution? Oh, that's a liquid amber. Um, Look, I wouldn't worry too much about that on that particular plant because it's just not going to, it's just going to laugh. Um, oh no, it's a it's got pink bells on it. That's actually the brachy- same plant. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same plant. Brachy brachychitin. Yeah, it's brachychitin um, Griffith pink. It's a Currajong tree. Mm. Uh, I w- 
I'm not sure what's eating it. It probably is grasshoppers or it's a beetle. So you can wrap with grasshoppers, very difficult to control. If it's beetles, um, a lot of them crawl up from the ground. So you can put this, there's a sticky thing you can put on the base of the trunk um, and it tangles their feet. That's a little hint. <laughs> uh, and they get stuck on it. But, of course, if they're flying beetles, then uh, not too much you can do. But you can stop them from coming from the trunk upwards if they're not flying. All right. Let's head up to Rolly Stone. Hello, Bob. Oh, hello there. Good morning to you. G'day, Bob. How are you going? Good. Um, okay, I've got some little red mites on dwarf bean plants, mm-hmm. um, making the leaves all marbly. Doesn't yep. seem to be affecting the bean production, but they're making the leaves look a mess. Okay. Um, so the only thing you're going to be able to so do they move or they're stuck on there or they're like no, they move. They're, they're moving. If okay. I really look closely. Yep. Okay. So, okie dokie. So, you can use a pyrethrum based Uh spray, or you can use another spray that people, that gardeners have success with dealing with pests. Oh, okay. That's a little hint to the name (laughs) of the product there for you. Okay. Well, I've got. Mm. Yep. Okay. So now you've got to put it on the backs of the leaves, Bob. Yeah. On the underside of the leaf. Mm. Yep. So do it once and then. Cover the ground and spray upwards. Yes. Well, (laughs) cover your mouth. (laughs) Cover your mouth. (laughs) And your nose. Cover your mouth. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So. Okay. All right then. So Um, do that. Okay. One garden boast. Yes. I've got a wall of my pine that's over two metres tall, and it's <gasps> 20 years old, and it's in the garden. Wow. Well done, Bob. Well done. I love hearing those Embrace stories. Embrace the boast, people. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? A wall of my pine would grow up at Rolly Stone. You'd have to have it in a – it wouldn't like the easterlies, but mm. obviously Bob's found the right spot for it. Good job, Bob. Uh, a few of your texts as we head towards uh, 10 o'clock. Um, uh, Anne in Rockingham has a couple of questions relating mm. to a grass tree. Mm. Um, how long can it be dormant for? This has been um, done nothing really for 16 months. It looks very dry, but had flowered not bef- long before they transplanted it into their yard. Oh, uh, being dormant, when they say dormant, because <laughs> grass trees don't really go dormant, they go dead. Uh, if it's been dormant for 16 months, I'd say it's nearly, I'd say it's really um, been well, dead for yep. 16 uh, Will burning the dead leaves stimulate growth? <laughs> <laughs> They're a few inches long. Uh, it's like saying, That'll test the dormant and dead if, theory. If I cremate this person, <laughs> do you think they'll be looking better at the end of that? Uh, I wouldn't. I would not. I always do this just at the end of the show, don't I? Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't be putting that. I wouldn't be putting your grass tree through the crematorium. Uh, it's dead. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's my prognosis. Highly, highly, highly <laughs> unlikely it's been dormant for 16 months. That's what you're highly telling me, sir? Highly unlikely, okay. yes. Okay, bad news, Anne in Rockingham. Sorry about that. Uh, Mavis, hi, Sabrina. I live in Dunsborough. I have a white French granny in a pot. It's about eight years old. This year I have flower stalks and flowers, but no leaves have grown yet. They are sitting there waiting to grow, but nothing has happened. Oh. I have a pink one in a pot, same position. It has lots of leaves and flower blood buds. Any clues? Uh, it's the different variety of the frangipani. It depends when the cutting was taken. But thankfully, it's not dormant <laughs> because it's got flowers, so it's still alive. But now we're getting the heat. So I'd pump it up with a bit more water if you want leaves and a bit of fertiliser. Lovely. Uh, Robbie D in Donnybrook mm. wants to know if we can change from being a radio channel to a TV show. <laughs> No, I One episode and he'd know why we're a radio yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're suited much better to radio. Yeah, that's our thing. Thank you, though, Rob, Robbie. We're, um, we, we love that comment. TV's not killing mm. this radio, these radio stars. No. Um, Christine in Balladura. Uh, hi, ladies. Are you able to throw light on why my hydrangea, that is in a pot looking very healthy with lots of green leaves, does not flower? It's two and a half years old. I've put liquid potassium on it. Is it? Kept, it is kept under the patio. Uh, so if you want flowering on your hydrangeas, they have to have some sun. So they need morning sun at least. They okay. can't go out in the afternoon sun, but unless they get some sun, they won't flower. So that's simple. Brilliant, Sabrina Hahn. I could just about knock you off for the weekend. I reckon so because the cricket's on. I mean, you can finish work is what I I was trying to say. I know know where you're going there. Uh, Yes. Yes, I'm going to watch the cricket. There's Mm -hmm. women's cricket on right now, of course, that many people may be listening to. Uh, Scorchers play their final regular season home game tomorrow night about the Renegades. Is it here? It is. (gasps) You could go again, Sab, within a week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.